0: In the time remaining to talk you know what it's 508 so we're going to start the conversation about prayer and we'll con- continue it next week so there's a bunch of questions we have to ask when we talk about prayer so the morning rituals of a jew is to get us out of bed and on the road to pray that's what we're going to try to do as early as we can in the morning and according to jewish Law, the ideal time to pray is with the sunrise. As the sun is literally just popping out, that's when you want to enter into what's called the Amidah, the Shimon or the silent prayer. So the prayer service in the morning is bringing us to this point of uh, intimate spiritual experience. We're going to talk about the prayer service more in depth. But ideal time is with the sunrise, what's called in Hebrew, which means the bud of the sun appearing on the horizon. I actually was uh, merited to pray last week at the Western Wall with the sunrise with my oldest son. And uh, had he not wanted to, I definitely wouldn't have made it because we it was after Passover. We got to sleep at 11, 30, 12 at night. We had to wake up at four to get to the uh, Western Wall uh at around 4:30 to start praying and i think sunrise is around 5:30. but the experience was unbelievable it's like suddenly at that moment like there's a bunch of people praying in different uh different prayer gatherings at the western wall and suddenly as it hits that moment there's silence everyone enters into the silent prayer at the same time and all you hear is these birds flying over your head and you become aware of like the glow of the sun beginning to come up on the horizon unbelievable experience i definitely recommend it if you ever have the opportunity when you're in israel so um so there's a couple of questions we have to ask about prayer and i think we have to start it with the the number one question is why do we pray why is that a question Can anyone expound upon the question, why do we pray? Why is prayer paradoxical? David, to ask for things. So first of all, let me ask you a question, David. If prayer is this intense spiritual experience, Is that the best time to be asking for stuff or is that like kind of petty? We do. We do pray for things. Now, but imagine if you had the opportunity, if you hadn't like, if you have the opportunity to have a unique, intimate connection to your parents, if you haven't seen them in a long time and you get up to hug your father or your mother, and you're hugging them, and you haven't seen them in years, and you get close to them, and you're like, Dad, I really need a new car. I need a a new pair of shoes. Can I get a raise, please? Like, is that the right time? It seems a little bit trite. What's the obsession with asking for stuff? If prayer is supposed to be an intimate spiritual experience, Sounds like we're kind of schlepping God down to making him into like our our um, shopping list. Like we're like coming to God, like Santa sitting on Santa's lap. La like, you know. Like I need a new remote control car, God. Like is that our relation with God? Is that what it culminates in? It's just asking for stuff. Is God just like the 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 infinite ATM machine in the sky? So good. Question number one, why do we ask for stuff? Yeah. What else is paradoxical about prayer? About asking for stuff from God. The infinite, all-knowing creator. Anyone? Ah. <coughs> so so he says already aware of the rule the rule of thumb when exploring judaism is it's all it's not about what god wants or what god needs god doesn't need anything it's about you and it's about your mindfulness and your betterment and your connection so good You're beginning to answer the question, but I want to ask the questions before we answer them. Can anyone else think of anything ridiculous and ludicrous about asking God for stuff? Right. Why do why do I have to ask God for stuff? Doesn't he know what I need better than I know myself? And and not only that, but if it's good for me, so shouldn't God give it to me anyway? Like doesn't God want the ultimate good for me? Just like you want for your kids, your future children, right? So why do we have to ask for it? If it's good for us, shouldn't he just give it to us? Doesn't he already know what we want? And, and let me ask you another question. What if it's not good for us? Do we want it anyway? You mean? So well, why do we have to ask for it? Can't I just go out and get what I need? What's What's the benefit of asking? Ah, okay, excellent. It's all about the relationship. So, guys, we have one minute left. But I think that that's the the underlying assumption here, is that prayer is not for God, it's for you. So how, why is it necessary to ask God for stuff if God knows what you need? So, as someone just mentioned, it's about building that relationship. It's about building that relationship, that the purpose of life is that we should have a relationship with the creator. So in order for us to have that relationship, if you had all your needs, if you lacked nothing, would you ever have any necessity to try to develop a relationship with the creator? If you had all your needs met, the answer is that our lacks are our greatest gifts because they drive us to better ourselves to better the world and to reach out and beyond to try to connect to the infinite so answer number one is that prayer builds relationship with god in recognizing that he is the source of everything that we need it builds faith amuna by noticing that yeah i need that job and you know what i need help to get that job it's not about my talent and my good looks and my strength it's about the fact that if I don't have support from my divine source, I will not succeed. It's acknowledging that God ha- you want God to play a part in your day, in the things that you need to do throughout the day. And finally, let's say, you know, God, God knows you need that new car better than you do, right? Because you really need it. Or that race. Or God knows how lonely you are and you need that relationship. So how does prayer help if God knows what you need? How is praying going to change that? Maybe it's not good for me right now. So why am praying going to make it suddenly something that's good for me that God wants me to have? So some of the commentaries point out that prayer is not about changing God's mind. It's about changing your mind and as you pray and prayer is supposed to be a deep introspective experience we'll talk a little bit about about it more about it next week as you pray you change yourself and the person that wasn't supposed to get that new car or that raise last week now actually became a person that deserves that raise or that new car because you transformed yourself it's a transformative experience and The fourth dimension of prayer we'll talk about next week as we go more into the nitty-gritty of the prayer service. Yes. Ah. So answer number one is prayer is called duties of the heart, service of the heart. It should come from your heart. That means the best way that you can express what's going on in your heart is the language you should use to pray. If you speak English and understand English, you should pray in English. right? A prayer from the heart is the most powerful thing. Now, if you understand Hebrew, so there's certain Kabbalistic uh, expressions and, and power that's put into the Hebrew prayers that gives you additional rocket fuel to your prayer. So there's an added bonus of praying in Hebrew, but if you don't understand the words, so a prayer from the heart is probably more powerful. Although there's also value to praying in Hebrew, even if you don't understand the words, it's really a different thing because it's, it's giving you a formula of rocket fuel. But if you don't have that heart behind it, so there's nothing to put in that rocket. So I think if that answers your question and um, – there are Hasidic groups that recommend personal prayer, and, and really all groups of Ju- uh, in Judaism have done this throughout the ages, personal prayer, in addition to the set prayers, to go spend time in introspection in the woods. There's a Hasidic group that um, I'm, I have a lot of experience with, which uh, a Hasidic master lived in Ukraine. He's buried in Uman, Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. You might have heard the name or seen his name tattooed, uh, uh, graffitied all over Israel. Rabbi Nachman um, is a a very contemporary Hasidic master. A lot of people really connect his teachings now more than ever. And he recommends spending an hour alone in the woods every day just talking to God in your own language as you would your best friend. And uh, so there's value to the set prayers, but there's also value to the prayer from the heart that's spontaneous in your own language. Yeah, any other questions before we move on? All right, Rabbi Palak, are we done for the day? Okay, you guys are awesome. Uh, It was great to see if anyone has